Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. This is the Holderness Family Podcast. And today we're talking about knowing your fight patterns, the times you fight with your partner, like when, when you know, anticipating each other's needs. And just to let you know, we are currently fighting. Yeah. So, <laughs> and... And I wasn't aware of this until recently that we were fighting, but she's definitely irritated with me right now. And it's, it, look, this is, no, we, we usually start this podcast by saying it's our favorite time of week because we get to just relax. We usually record it on a Friday. We can kind of chill out and like look into each other's eyes and, and work on our relationship. The bottom line is, guys, there are times when no matter what you've done that week, your work is not finished. And as a result, there are crazy stress triggers that keep you from connecting with your loved one. And it's happening to us literally real time right in front of you. There's um, a lot going on. Everybody has a lot going on. I'm not going to bore you with our stuff. You know, family work. It's like even boring to talk about. And it's my own life. But it, it has kept us from really connecting or sleeping or sleeping and and we're both looking at each other like dude do you have any idea how bleeping busy i am and we're both doing it yeah it's just not a good place that we're in right now and but that's what this podcast is about so maybe maybe uh, christopher can help us with okay this. so first of all i was supposed to read you a review <laughs> this is way more important. I, I, I was no because you guys when you leave ratings and reviews it really helps us it and Thank it really you. helps our podcast so yeah. here's a review and then we'll get back to bitching about each other <laughs> here's a review from over the summer today is our 19th wedding anniversary so how fitting that i listen to a podcast about what vows would be now one of mine would be i promise to listen to what you were thinking and understand how you were feeling even if it doesn't line up with my thoughts and feelings wow thanks for leaving that review and happy belated 19th wedding anniversary that's a good vow yeah the promise to listen even if it doesn't line up with what i'm thinking also 19 that's great I, I feel like we should celebrate all years. In like any, 19 any. is just as important as 20. Absolutely. We brought in the big guns yeah, we, for today. We, we need self-care yes. every once in a while. And we so, need to outsource. So we today we have Christopher Edmondson to discuss fight cycles. And we'll get into what a fight cycle is yeah. and all that good stuff. And if you don't know, Dr. Christopher Edmondson is our marriage coach, pastor of church here. And he helped us even writing our book, Everybody Fights, So Why Not Get Better At It? He was really the third voice. In yes. that book, if, if, if you want to be honest, he like the book was impossible without him. The book was realized because of the counseling that he gave us before we started the book. And so let's just get right to him. <laughs> Please help us, Christopher. Yeah. Hi, Christopher. Hey, how are y'all today? Oh, you Good. know. It's been a minute. It has been a it's minute. It's been a second since we've seen you. By the way, you look it, great. We're on Zoom. Well, but you look amazing. Thank you. Well, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm exercising a bit more as one of my summer resolutions, and that's been going pretty well. It helps when you have teenage boys that like to go to the gym, and so they've been dragging me. So it's good. It's been nice. good. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. You know, we we call Christopher in, you know, because he he helped us write our book. He helped us in our marriage, and then you know, sometimes we need a tune up. This was. This was scheduled on the books for about two weeks, but it just seems to he he's he always has a right time. He always says has good timing. It's like he knows what's going to happen to us. Um, yes, and, and, and because today's uh, topic is when to fight, not only like you know seasons like months of the year that you may even want to avoid or certain weeks, but also just 
times of day and at certain stress points. This has been the busiest two weeks of our lives. We've taken... That's not true. I don't know everything, but keep going about <laughs> you know most. We've taken on way too much stuff, and and I like a lot of it. You'll learn about as time goes on. But holy cow, this has been an insane couple of weeks. Yeah, there's kind of a phrases we use in our marriage, and one of them is mature people ask for the, what they want, and Christopher taught us that. But also, Penn will go by the store, and then he'll put a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc in the freezer, and he's like, "I'm anticipating your needs." And so, like, he's I have in, been doing that. He's like, "I'm anticipating." your needs and i'm like that is so kind but also he's anticipating how when i get super stressed and wound up like i am for example oh my gosh right now she's a ball christopher she's a ball of stress right now everything just like nothing can be done correctly anywho this is not private counseling we're hoping to help the the podcast listeners can't see you i can on zoom and i can tell you're stressed like Look at the way your left arm is under your right arm. You don't yeah. do that unless wow. you're anxious. Yeah. So How about me? How do I look? Uh, he's He has his foot near the computer and that's stressing me out. I, he's like no comment whatsoever. I mean, your feet are in the view half the time, like up on, <laughs> okay. a, up on like a, an ottoman of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead, Kim. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. And, and so when Penn actually does a very good job when I'm in this sort of headspace we do let things go more so we we, this is this is wartime right we talk about when to fight like peacetime wartime this is not a great time to have a really deep discussion no we got to keep our head down got to keep moving forward yeah but that being said eventually like you can't exist in this state forever no human can and no marriage can so how do we know macro micro fight cycles and like when's a good time fix it fix it fix it fix the two of you well first of all i want to say that the most exciting thing that happened to me the last couple weeks was watching you guys get the pancake treatment on uh, Instagram or YouTube. <laughs> that was that great. That was amazing. Yes. That was amazing. It was yeah, a pretty good a, looking pancake. I know. It was really good. Somebody Although, made, did like pancake. Than you. Somebody did pancake art of our faces. It was really cool. I, I I was stunned. Like, I couldn't believe how much it looked like the two of you. Although Kim did look more realistic. So Right, because um, they, they, I think they touched me up a bit. <laughs> we could all use a little touch up. That's right. We could all use. So... Speaking of touch-ups, uh, cheesy segue, every marriage has times when you need to touch things up. And the question is, what is the right time to do so? And so y'all have heard me say before, and I've used this example with the two of you, like April and May are terrible months at our house. My day job is of a pastor. I work with some couples too that aren't in the church. I work with a lot of couples in the church, but April is a hard month because I lead on taxes in our house mm-hmm. and I'm busy every April, Holy Week, Easter, just all the church stuff that comes up. And then May is a terrible month for my wife because she's a teacher. And May is the worst month I've become convinced for families and moms in terms of being busy. And on top of that, she's got final report cards and final papers to grade. And we, our first 10 years of marriage, would get in these terrible arguments in April and May. And I finally said, let's just look at that. Let's get up to that sort of proverbial, you know, leadership college, 30,000 feet. Mm -hmm. And let's look down on that. Why? And the reason was there was so much stress. There was so much going on on the outside of our lives that we couldn't control, that we were having trouble controlling the heat of the arguments that we would get in during those months. And so one really easy strategy And it's in all the good sort of marriage books that I would recommend to people, in addition to Everybody Fights, the Mm -hmm. book that that we worked on together, 
is to slow down and take that 30,000 look, 30,000 foot view, and just be really honest. Are we actually fighting with each other because we have an issue with us? Or is it the stress that's causing maybe what is a small issue to get bigger than it is? Because everything is big right now. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the first question to ask. Slow down and ask that question. And if you do discover something that you really need to talk about, write it down file it away, take a note on your phone so that when we're not having to make so many decisions about work, travel, kids, all the things that happen, extended family. So we're not having to make all those decisions because those have deadlines. We then, when things are calmer, can get back to that issue and discover if it's really something that we need to be talking about. You're an expert at exact scripts when we're talking to people. And this is important to me because the the idea and the thought that you have there is very valid, but also the way that you approach the subject is just as important. You can't tell Colleen, slow down, right? Colleen's like, his that's, wife. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's, that's Christopher's wife. You can't say, slow down, take a 30,000 foot view. You have to choose your words very carefully, right, Christopher? So what are the words that you say when you're, when you're trying to move toward that 30,000 foot view? I think... I feel like we're really tired. I feel right now. Yep. I feel like we're really tired right now. And this isn't going to be healthy for us at this moment. Can we talk about it later? Next week, can we make can we can we make an appointment? Can we have a lunch? Can we have a cup of tea or a glass of wine one night after the kids are asleep and just simply talk about this issue with us? Because I don't think we're fighting about us right now. Do you and then the question, do you feel the same way? and invite them to respond because there's got to be that agreement or do you agree with that that we can talk about this later and it it may be a more productive use of our time to really get at this issue right so don't lead with your being crazy sauce right now so uh, no yeah no (laughs) never lead with that (laughs) no don't say that (laughs) But, but you can say you can say i'm worried about you you're wearing a lot of stress on your face i'm i'm really concerned about how many decisions we've had to make. And I think we're both tired right now. You look tired. I feel tired. Am I right? Never tell a woman you look tired though, by the way, just say, well, yeah, that's probably you shouldn't unless it's really true. Yeah. And you can say that in a way you can say that in a way that's really negative and attacking, or you can say it in a way that I know I'm tired. Are you tired too? Yeah. So maybe there's a better lead in for that for sure, Kim. Yeah. I okay. So April, May, and for us, December is a huge. We we notice that because of just normal stress of the holidays, our work schedule picks up, and then there's the family dynamic, the extended family dynamics that you have to juggle as well. So we identified that, and it was life changing to say, "Hey, this this is important to me. You're important to me, but right now we're not going to have a productive conversation. Can we?" put it on the calendar and then by the time we get to it in January it's like what was that even about i'm i'm sorry like let's move on and it was but here's my thing now we're into like year 47 of this pandemic people are still <laughs> working from home they're still we've been in crisis mode on on some level we've been in some sort of like low level crisis for so long there's only so many times you can keep putting off this conversation. Um, so what, at what point is it like, how, how far away can you put this off? Like how, at what, at what point do you need to just like either make a big change or how to have a productive conversation in this wartime stressed, you know, environment? That moment. Yeah. Well, one thing that 
that some couples do, and it's a really unhealthy iteration. Can I say that word? Yes, on this it's, a great it's word. a really unhealthy yeah. iteration of what can be a healthy practice is they just keep putting it off and keep putting it off. And that's just another way of avoiding things. That's right. when we're avoiding, we're not asking for what we want or need. And that doesn't work. That's not a good strategy. So if you, if you write it down, like we need to talk about the amount of money that we spent in, in August and September, but we, but we, we can't do it now because everything is so stressful with all the balls that we have that it's just going to turn into a fight. That's not going to produce any agreement or any new strategies. And you can put that off a week or two. That's okay. It's okay to put it off, but you actually then have to do it. Right. So the main thing there, the first main thing is follow through. The second thing is you can say, and you always have the right to say this, I know that we're really stressed and I, and I know I'm pushing you hard, but I can't wait to, to know what you're thinking on this. I really need you to tell me what's going on in that head of yours right now. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to receive what they say with as little judgment as possible. That's right. the key there because we've already admitted in that scenario that it's a high stress time, kids work, decisions, future travel appointments, obligations outside the home, extended family, whatever's causing the stress. You've got to then receive that answer if it's a stressful time with as little judgment as you can. This is such a tug of war, right? Between finding the right time to fight and not getting into those three Ds, not getting into distraction and delay and denial. And I, I, I found an excerpt from our book. It was my favorite piece of research that I got when we were looking through this book that I think does a good job explaining to nerds like me who also need like a physical biological answer to this question on top of an emotional answer about why you shouldn't always be fighting. And this is more of a, this isn't really a seasonal thing, but this is what happens to your body when you're triggered and aren't able to kind of talk about things. And this is from Bessel van der Kolk, who has a best-selling book right now, basically explaining that there's an, a part of your brain. I'll, I'll read this. Psychiatrist Bessel van der Kolk explained that it happens because the broca area of your brain during a fight, which contains the neurons responsible for your speech function, during a fight actually surrenders. Your emotions trample all over your ability to put together a coherent sentence. You shout emotional nonsense or get so worked up that you say nothing at all. We say that someone is out of their mind when this happens. If you find yourself saying things to your partner like, please be reasonable or can't we talk about this rationally when you're fighting, it's useful in those scenarios to remember that it's possible that your partner can't speak rationally at these times, at least not at that moment. You can make all the logical arguments you want when someone's upset, but they're experiencing an overwhelming feeling, especially one linked to a traumatic experience, you're not going to be able to break through. You're just not speaking their language. I feel like that's that does a good job biologically explaining why some seasons and some instances you just have to not do it. So I would say two things that is right on to my experience and my own marriage and to working with couples and just to watching families in conflict the last 23 years. That is, that is spot on what happens when emotions take over all of it. Like I've got all the feels and I'm just going to let this out. I would say, uh, one other thing too, and that is if a fight, a seasonal fight, a rapid fight, whatever kind of fight, if it, if it starts off in shouting or if it arrives at shouting at some point, I will just say with every listener that I have never known a couple who worked out a serious difference, a serious conflict by shouting at one another. It does not bear lasting fruit. 
And if you find yourself with your person shouting at one another, just one of you just say, stop. And just what are we actually fighting about? And try to get back to the core issue um, where, you know, arguing about what we're doing with our daughter this week, arguing about the amount of time you're spending outside the home with your friends and the time I'm not getting and how that's out of balance, whatever it may be. And a lot of times couples can't remember where they started, which is the only evidence you need to know that the quote you just read, Penn, is, is true, that our emotions get us. And suddenly we're just emotionally vomiting all over one another <laughs> and we're not really doing anything mm -hmm. that can help us get to a place where our marriage is, is growing. I think so macro, we talk about the seasons where fights aren't productive. I think micro we can talk about the actual cycle of the fight and what that looks like the anatomy of the fight for for us it used to be that there'd be tension there'd be conflict and then i would shut down like literally like i would have that that response that biological response and i would either hit the door or go on a walk i would get in the car and drive around the block like i needed to flee so i just needed to get away and while sometimes I still need a few minutes, like I, I need a few minutes to collect myself and deep rest, but now I'm better about saying, I'm not going to be able to form the right words right now. I'm not going to be able to have a conversation without screaming. So I need two minutes and then I can come back to it. And now he kind of understands that that's what I need. His cycle used to be, he would just apologize right away, <laughs> which, oh, yeah. which was amazing for me but it just meant that we were having the same fights over and over again because we never actually got to how he was really feeling which is unfair so um we had to identify our behavior within our fights to and it, and it really has changed for the better yeah and for sure all of these things were exacerbated at certain times of year and at certain times of day right like at night we sucked at fighting and ended up getting into all these situations. Like once, once the kids were asleep and we had like peaceful time, any fight that started then ended in total chaos. Um, because I was pro apologizing profusely just to get done with it because she was so upset with me for even bringing something up that she pulled the rip cord and all of those things were happening to our brains. So th there's also like, don't you think there's like a cycle within the day for us? Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And that's why, I will admit that Kim is correct. We should not tell a woman that she looks tired. I, probably true. That's good advice for the guy. That really there, stuck with you. Christopher women. is still reeling yeah. from that. Christopher got. Yeah, well, I never tell her to relax. Never no, tell her. Yeah. No, I, there's never there's lots say, of things that yeah. probably aren't productive ways to say it. Definitely right. not uh, slow to down. Say, to say what it, even, even if it's true, some things are just going to hurt. And so selective language is always important. Mm -hmm. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Mm -hmm. um, how many times have I said that yeah. <laughs> in my life? It's a lot. Uh, but I do think that identifying the best times of day to be productive with communication of all sorts, including communication over conflict, which is the definition of, of having an argument or a fight, you need to know who you are. And I think that's important. Uh, one thing that's true about my wife is she doesn't have fear of missing sleep, which I've heard Kim talk about. Yes, many FOMS. FOMS. Mm -hmm. But one of her gifts is that she can sleep anywhere, anytime, any place. I took her to a Rush concert when we were engaged and she fell asleep. Oh, they're very loud. Concert. That's a very loud it's band. It, it can't that's be actually like, a talent. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. It, it, look, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift. 
And so when she gets that look in her eyes, you know, at night and during the school year, it's after 11 p.m. because she's an English teacher and she's grading papers. So it's late. I learned about five or six years into our marriage that if I brought something up at that point, it did not work for us because she would be tired and unable to engage or, or the emotions would get her because her brain was starting to shut down and I would take it personally. And suddenly we were having a fight over, over virtually nothing. Yeah. And that, that didn't help us grow as a couple. It didn't help us connect. It didn't help us in any way. And so I just said, we'll say at the end of the night, tomorrow, I need to talk with you about blank and I don't want you to be blindsided. And she says, okay. And we just gave ourselves permission to recognize that daytime pattern within our our marriage. The other thing I would say is that in every marriage, and Colleen and I have been married for 26 years, and I want to say she gave me permission to share this uh, before this podcast today, is at some point, your person is going to be who they are. And there are some things that are not going to be able to be changed. And you've got to adapt to it. You've got to be willing to give a little. So in your example, Kim, you know, I learned to say, I need two minutes, I need 10 minutes just to go stand alone for a second to compose my thoughts instead of just taking a two-hour walk. Or Mm -hmm. or in the book, there's a chapter in there uh, at the Snoop Dogg concert, just getting out of the car. Mm -hmm. I found a way to get the space that you needed, but tell your person, that you're still engaged and that's really healthy. And I'm really glad that the two of you are able to do that. But at some point too, you've got to decide what are the things that I am willing, the way Penn puts it, the hills that I'm willing to die on. So Kim, if you got mad every single time that Penn exhibited his ADHD, which he doesn't have a t-shirt that says it's awesome. um, If you got mad every single time that that happened, you would just be wasted. And disappointment. Mm -hmm. And so my example for my wife is Colleen has never been on time in her life. She was 14 minutes late for our wedding. Stop it. She, she can't do it. And she'll admit that like, She's it's her kryptonite. Behind. Everyone's got kryptonite. Yeah, it is. And for her, it's because it she's doing this, so much. She's doing so much. And she's so invested in other people. Like if she gets in a conversation as she's trying to leave someplace, she's there half an hour. I know. No matter how many times her watch is dinging with the kids texting her or with saying, you've got to be at the next Which is place. such a gift for the people she's engaging with. Like, she's oh, so into Yes, yeah. a gift for them. Yeah. That's right. It's, yeah. It's, it's just her giving nature. And it took me years to recognize that. And I remember she was late for something that was really important to me. And I got so angry. We had three little kids. Everything was stressful. And I was so angry. How could she realize that this wasn't important to me? But I slowed down. I took an assessment of everything that was going on. And I simply said, part of me wants to be really angry that you were late. But another part of me just wants to say what happened. And so I remember it like it was yesterday. It was like 2014, 2013. Excuse me, 2004, 2005. I'm sorry. I lost 10 years there what happened and i actually listened 
And I understood that it was just her nature. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Pen, you know I'm always looking for a snack that's both nutritious and tasty. Both a little snacky, yes. Uh, but of course, the healthy stuff tastes like sand, and the stuff that tastes good isn't healthy, right? Not IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are a quick, low-carb option that I love to grab for my midday slump. So start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. Get seven IQ Bar flavors, four IQ Mix flavors, and four IQ Joe flavors. And today, our listeners get an exclusive offer for 20% off plus free shipping. Just text Holderness to 64000, which is 64000. All IQ Bar products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMO, and artificial sweeteners. Plus, they're packed with high-quality ingredients to keep you physically and mentally fit. And they have a bunch of delicious flavors like chocolate sea salt, which is my favorite, peanut butter chip, and wild blueberry. Don't forget over 10,000 five-star reviews and counting. Refuel smarter with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text HOLDERNESS to 64000. Get your discount. Text HOLDERNESS to 64000. That's HOLDERNESS to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. And so now we talk about expectations. If it's really important to me that she be really time aware, I try to get ahead of that because that's a mini frustration cycle, a mini fight cycle that's within our marriage. And she's not going to ever change in profound ways. She's gotten better over the years, for sure. And I'm less disappointed when I get ahead of that and say to her, hey, it's really important to me that that you get there a little early so we can find out where we're sitting. Kim, you know? yeah. Kim could never be married to Colleen. I get if as, I'm as much on as time, you love as much as you love Colleen. Oh, I adore her. If, if I'm on time, I'm ten minutes late. Yeah, I'm ten minutes late. I, I've actually gotten good at it because of the expectations. I I think it's the news background. If you're late, you're fired. And yeah, so it sure. was time management was beat into me. So we are routinely early places. I mean, you say we. I am. This is all you're doing. Uh, I would, I would, I don't think I would be quite on Colleen's <laughs> level, but I definitely do like having conversations and not feeling you'll like, I'll be so we, our kids used to go to school five minutes away from us. I'll leave five minutes before pickup time. I'll get there right on time every time. And when it drives her nuts, when I'm, when I get there on time, it drives her nuts because on time's late, right? Well, because they have to, I don't know. It's, <laughs> well, not not the pickup, the drop off yeah. time. Because I'm like, they have to get their stuff and they have to get make their way to the class. Like it's a whole procedure, and you got time to yeah. do that. I so. just remember, like, I used to wait outside of my school for like 45 minutes, and my mom would be like, "Sorry." <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm less concerned about pickup. It's the drop off part. Okay. That, and, anyway, Pen, Pen, knowing your mother, like, yes, I, I. I haven't done anything with your mother for all the reasons for many years, but years ago I used to help her with some fundraising things in Durham and she was never on time for any phone call, any yeah. meeting we ever had. I mean, never. She had a lot to do. She had a lot <laughs> to do. And, and I mean, she actually reminds me of Colleen. Um, did you have something, baby? No, you're good. Can, can I, can I go back to just, um, you've mentioned this several times that take some time, but don't take too much time. What are the yes. term limits? Like you can't say, baby, I really don't like fighting in the winter. 
Like that's, that's I honestly I'm a grouch and when it's cold, so like we should cause all fights. <laughs> when it's, it's too cold. much time. Though. I know, I like, know, so, I know. Like what are the what are the term limits? And I, when it's too hot, I really don't like it either. Um I, I really have like a weak window I, in the fall. And you don't and like it during Christmas. Minutes in spring. She doesn't like so, it during Christmas. I got news for you guys. Christmas has already started. It's October and like oh you're supposed God. to get Christmas presents. <gasps> There's apparently like massive shipping delays. Yeah, so but we're okay. in Christmas. Our kids are putting their list together. <laughs> anyway, so what is what's a realistic um, Let's talk term limits. Yeah, term limits. So when it comes to term limits, the main thing is that you agree on the limits. That's the main thing. It's going to be different for every couple, every partnership out there. No two people are alike. One of the things that I think people do and they make the mistake is they don't write it down. They don't make a note somewhere of the issue because their brains get fogged with all the other stuff and they forget what it was. Oh, there was something I wanted to talk to her about. I can't remember what it was. It must not have been important. Well, maybe it was really important and the timing just wasn't right. So the main thing is to actually understand what it is that we're going to talk about and agreeing on the time when we think we can be productive and getting to the root of the issue and some possible solutions. One mistake that couples make is waiting too long. And another one is thinking we only can come up with one solution to this problem. You can come up with several if you're creative and if you put the time and thought into it and you can try all three or four or all two one or two or two or three. The main thing is to keep trying because fighting, while I think is necessary in any relationship, my favorite book on marriage that we didn't write says fighting conflict is growth trying to happen. If you're asking for something that is pushing your partner to change or think about changing, then it's something that should be important enough for us to ask for. It's growth trying to happen. Yeah, you learn about so, your partner's vulnerabilities. You learn about what's important. Yeah, absolutely. And so the key thing is to agree on what it is that we're actually going to invest this time in that's worthy of the conversation and the effort to, to have the disagreement if it comes to that, and then agree on when we're going to talk about it. Some folks, that may be a day, that may be tomorrow morning, that may be next Tuesday, but just agree on when you're going to do it. That's the main thing on term limits, I would say. I think in the season where we are right now, it's funny. I, I There was a meme that went around at one point. It was like being an adult is just saying, I'm going to get to that when things calm down over and over again until you die. Because I, I find myself saying, you know what, in a few weeks, like after we've adjusted the kids being back at school and their sports schedule and this new project we're on, after that's all set, then things will calm down. And then we'll be in the holidays and we'll be like things never calm down. No. So th- th- there is not. So what happens when there's just not a good time? Like you have to make this a priority. You have to make it a priority or else what is one thing ends up getting kitchen synced. And suddenly we're trying to fix four things in one conversation, one argument. Mm-hmm. And I have met very few couples who are capable of doing that. I-, I suspect they're out there, but most couples for a serious issue, a big decision, a matter where, I need to tell you that I don't think I'm being heard in all the best ways, whatever it may be that needs to be discussed. We can probably handle those most couples one at a time. And so I completely agree. Uh, I disagree with the meme being adult is not just putting everything (laughs) off until you die. It may feel like saying I'm busy, like I'm I'm waiting for things to calm down until I die. Like that's they, they, yeah, they never do because 
in any family life, a, a two-person family, a four-person family, a six-person family, things never actually calm down because people are dynamic and they're always in a state of flux or change. So you, you have to be serious about, here's what I want to talk about. And we need, I think we need to talk about it. When, when can, when can we do this? What is the most, uh, chronically put off fight? Is it sex? Is it money? Like what's, what's the one that, that people put on the back burner and never get around to? Money is the most typical. I think it's money. Sex okay. becomes the most personal. Yeah. And sometimes is the least productive because it's just hard to talk about. Right. It's just hard to talk about. Um, you know, I, we feel like we're disappointing our person. The person, when I say my needs aren't getting met, feels like they're disappointing the the us or the one that's saying it. So money is the one that people most often never get to in healthy ways. And sex is the one where people, generally speaking, it gets personal and feelings can be hurt really quickly. I think something but that's a generalization. That's yeah, yeah. Um, and a whole uh, each on their own, their own separate podcast. I think Penn and I do a good job of being very self-aware. Like right now, I know just we have this. We have a new project on the horizon which is exciting. We have, you know, kids in new schools and like all this stuff. So I know that I'm a ball of stress. And so I can say to him, listen, I know that I'm not acting rationally right now, but this is what I'm capable of. So I'm doing the best I can, which is our other favorite phrase. And then he can say, I got you. Uh, I got this, like, let me take this off your plate, or I'm just going to back away, I must slowly step away, which is also appropriate sometimes too. And that just like general self awareness yeah. helps. I want to add some context. And I'm going to give you a compliment here. And then I'm going to give myself a compliment because that's really how it works well for me. So I, <laughs> I, I woke up this morning, and Kim had not slept. And the reason she had not slept was despite my third attempt at different things to jam up my nose to keep me from snoring, I snored again last night. Now, I know that Kim doesn't sleep sometimes when she's stressed and snoring. So, like, they can, like, both can happen. Like, she can sleep through my snoring on some nights. She couldn't tonight. Like, I turned on my phone, and the first thing I saw was this thing she ordered me where we're moving from the, the plugs you jam up my nose to this, like, Hannibal Lecter thing tape. that tapes my mouth shut now. So, it's I'm going to, so tape. I'm going to have my mouth taped <laughs> shut, and then I have these two plugs up my nose and so that was and so I, that was what i woke up with hey i've been awake since 4 30 i, we I need to take you to a sleep study i bought you a ball gag you're the gimp now that should have been the pancake just gagging me just gagging me at night um so however kim moved on said good morning i love you let's get to work didn't hold it over my head there was a bit of a fire hose that i got hit by in the morning and because i know what she's going through right now i let it go so that's well, the, I that's could have been it. You were you were a little angry that like I said you were snoring. I'm like, dude, I've been up since four thirty because you're snoring. You're like, well, I can't. No, Whatever. no. So what I said was I had the things in. I did everything I could. I no one consciously snores. Oh, no one wakes up in the middle of the night and looks at her partner and goes, hey, hey, honey, hey, honey. <laughs> like no one, no one. So. I, what I was trying to say was you showed me a little bit of grace. Mm-hmm. I showed you a little bit of grace, but that's like, that's something that needs to be addressed, right? We can't like I, Kim needs sleep. I apparently need to be 
locked in a hyperbolic chamber at night. I'm not really sure what the deal is, Um, but that's what we're that's what we're dealing with right now. And I I don't think that lack of sleep helps your general stress level. Am I right about that? Yeah, I think basic biology dictates that sleep would be better than not. So anyway, just thought I'd lift the curtain there and let you know what's going well, on. Well, no, I, I think that's actually really, it's a real world example. Um, I don't listen to a lot of other marriage and family podcasts besides this one, <laughs> but the few that I do listen to that I, that I uh, shop around in that topic does come up in the podcast. What about sleep patterns? Uh, and sleep is crucial. If you don't have a good rest, you're not going to function great the next day. And take one step back and maybe ask a question, which is to say, when we're in these really highly stressful periods, these highly stressful moments because of new projects or other the listeners, kids are struggling or parents are struggling, it may be time just to be really realistic about what we both need. And that may be the night where I know you need a lot of sleep tonight. I'm going to give you a kiss. And go to the guest room. Right, I I think we have uh, try to get ahead. Try to get ahead of it. I've done that twice this week. Yeah. I just like there's allergies or something going on where I'm just snoring more. Yeah, uh, um, uh, we've uh, have friend little creator, not little, they're big creator friends, um, the AB family, and they are loud and proud about having separate bedrooms. Like she has her own decorated separate bedroom, and you can do a lot of married people stuff and still have separate, you know, separate bedroom. They're very happily married. He is a night owl. She loves to be in bed by 8.30 and wake up really early and work out. So, like, they were, he was staying up till midnight. She was, like, they were, their sleep cycles were totally off. And very loud and proud about separate bedrooms. I don't think we're there, but I think it is, like, a two-night-a-week I can't sleep because of some sort of yeah. And then Lo- And then Lola sees it. She's like, are you guys sleeping in separate beds again? I'm like, honey... <laughs> We are very in love. Like <laughs> more in love when we get sleep. So there you go. That's a tough, but it's like the kids they see that and it's like, are mommy and daddy fighting again? I'm like, no, no, we're not because I slept in here. But I have to say this. So tonight, um, well, he, I think he has like a, a group like Zoom call with his buddies. They're very, they've like very dedicated Zoom, you know, schedule, social Zoom schedule. Separate beds. Um, so I'm like, oh, you're gonna be up late. Really? I probably won't be up late, but if you'd like me to pretend <laughs> no. like I'm up late, I will. <laughs> no. I'll find something to do. Actually, there's a good tennis match tonight. I'll stay in, I'll stay in a separate bed. And like, by the way, so just, just for fun, I, if like, I didn't, I wasn't aware I was snoring. I know. Nobody told me. So all you have to do, like, I don't have a problem. Just say, babe, time oh, to I go. Do, no. I'd go to the other room. Okay. I'll go to the other room. I will. I will. And it doesn't like, I got some new pillows for over there. <laughs> I got some Caspers in the guest room now. So like life is good over there. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, But let me know. Cause I, cause I, yeah, sorry. So pin, so pin just made an offer. Yeah. And this is, this is real time marriage and the trick will be when you do it. So Kim, sometime in the next week or two, if it's really bothering you and you're having trouble getting to your, your perfect sleep zone with everything that (laughs) all my pillows that I created and everything. Yeah. That's when you tap him and ask him, and pin, then you're on the line right there since you just gave I'll go. permission. No, I'll go to do it with, without without being mean because you said you'll try it. No, I won't be mean. I've done like I did it once That's this week. Test. I just she was like, "Hey, you're snoring," and she didn't say anything, and I walked away. But she didn't say anything last night. Like I just slept. Why well, I, I did do the nudge thing. That doesn't nudges don't well, work because I the nudges. I don't know I'm being nudged. I'm just like, oh, I've I've woken up again. Maybe it's because I'm 46 what? and I have to pee. What, what that? 
<laughs> Maybe it's all of my what, muscles revolting against me what, at the same time. What what that brings up is I think one of the worst things that people do to each other and we can't help it. Sometimes we're just in that place where we just the critical word comes out of our mouths. But in marriage, it's always okay to abdicate decisions provided you both agree that we abdicate this decisions. Yeah. And that was sort of a quasi abdication. In other words, Kim, for the sake of your sleep, and we actually are healthier when you get sleep as a couple. Kids, it's actually better when I sleep in the guest room on occasion so that mom can get some sleep. We're actually a happier couple when that happens. Pin just basically abdicated a lot of sleep decisions to you. Yeah. All of them. He says he's okay with it. Yeah. So let's make it a little simpler. Um, hey, babe, I want to paint uh, the dining room a new color. Do you have any opinions? No, darling, whatever color you want, you pick it. <laughs> And then person two in that scenario walks into the dining room and it's a shave of like mauve or taupe. And they say, because they can't help it, oh God, that's ugly. Why would you choose that? Like That is the ultimate betrayal. You just said, do whatever you want. And that's where the test comes in. So in your scenario, once Kim taps you and says, I need my sleep. Can you please go to the guest room just for a few hours? As long as you do it, okay, darling, you know, without sort of getting angry that's the kind of decision making and an abdication of it that can really really work it's yeah. a kind of healthy negotiation it's an Betrayal easy yeah. is when you say how could you ask me to do this or or like that doesn't work. yeah and then getting like really passive aggressive about it yeah right passive aggressive doesn't work there either and that one's that one's dangerous for a lot of couples <laughs> because one snoring can feel personal my person saying something is wrong with me mm-hmm and then two, if it's at three thirty in the morning, you know the that person may be tired too, who's just been woken up. So that one can work. Just be aware of the parameters around it. Good advice. You always have such good advice. Well, and that's a cycle for the two of you. Mm-hmm. It's a cycle that's caused by out pins allergies. They make it worse. Whatever it may be that's causing him to to snore more on some nights, and for you to be looking on. Amazon or wherever one orders mouth tape from it. He has a relative. He has a relative (laughs) who suggested it. And I was like, oh, well, if it works for somebody with his DNA. Like just a picture. Like when I woke up, it was like this gagged person. Like it was like on my phone. It's medical tape. (laughs) I know, but I'm just telling you, that's the first thing I saw when I woke up was someone being gagged. Um, and I gagged. was like, okay, that's where we are. We have a flair for the dramatic. Anyway, okay. so well, I'm gonna we, go. <laughs> yeah, we're in the middle of our fight cycle. Thank um, you for helping. I'm going to go tape my mouth. I'm joking. I, like, I hear you. I'll try to tape myself shut. Um, I love you. Or, you. or I can just go to the other room. Love you both ways. <laughs> love you both ways. I do. And I know you're going, hey, Kim, I know you're going through some stuff right now. Yes. I do. And so I want to I want to keep anticipating your needs, and part of that is getting a new mattress because that one I kind of roll off the side of it. It is an old mattress. I'm going to get a new mattress. Okay. And all like there's going to be a code name that we're going to say in bed. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like a weird like sexual safe word. It's not going to be GTFO. It's going to be like. (laughs) time to make the donuts yeah time to make the donuts time to make the donuts that just means it's time like you know that old dunkin donuts time thing the, the, the tired guy i remember it i'm i'm a little bit older than you guys so that was a big part of my i, I literally wake up most that. mornings and i'm like time to make the donuts <laughs> so oh so am i taking am i taking it away from your other time because i feel like that's a good thing to say no no i can no we can, can let's go with time been, to make yeah. let's go with time to make the donuts our code word and that just means um vacate the premises i am abdicating this to you okay because you're awake 
you can make a decision. I know, but I can't make a decision. So like this is I was online sense. shopping at four thirty for ball gags. For your, so, <laughs> see, see these comments make it. I know, but you're I'm not just, abdicating. You're being a little passive. I know. I'm just thinking of Pulp Fiction because it's I really know. funny. I know, but I this, was thinking of that too. The gimp. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> but it's not when you say you're abdicating. You're being a little passive aggressive. Oh, I can have fun with the, the mouth tape a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, okay. but I'm not doing anything weird to you. So, okay, I was just trying to give the viewers something. <laughs> They're not watching. The you're right, the listeners. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, this has been Bye, great, Chris. guys. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you want to leave a review, that'd be great because we go through them and we read them. It's wonderful. I hope this helped listening to us bicker to each other. Like, was that helpful to you or entertaining? I feel like, hmm, I don't know. Well, I, can, I, I do, can, I, can I take 30 seconds just to say one more thing? Take yes. As long every, as you want. Well, for every couple out there, some couples get in the worst fights where that emotional vomiting is what I call it happens after sister Chardonnay has been a part of their evening. Mm -hmm. And this evening starts out just lovely and perfect. And we think we're going to smooch under the sheets and we're going to do all this stuff. And suddenly we're in a fight and just be really aware of that, particularly during COVID times. Uh, one of the things that, that people in the therapeutic community have been saying is that COVID has made a lot of people a hunk, a chunk, or a drunk. And a lot of hmm. people have been drinking more. And while that can be uh, a, a good release and healthy release for some, it's not a good and healthy release for all. And just be very aware of how alcohol consumption plays a part in making your fight cycles linger or make them, you know, a, a brush fire turns into a forest fire in, yeah. you know, in your relationship. Just be really aware of that. I think that's something I would say to every couple in America right now. A hunk, a chunk, or a drunk. Right. Okay. I do, I, I have to say in the beginning, because when we thought the quarantine was going to last for two weeks, yeah, I feel like we made it to four o'clock every day and we we're like, cheers. We quickly identified <laughs> that we can't do that. Yeah. And over. I have to say over the past two weeks, and I normally only have like, I would normally like once a week have a drink, but over the past couple weeks... I will have like a half a glass of wine. Yeah. I mean, I, like every other night. And that's an issue. That's an issue. And for, for sure. Yeah. For me, it was like two months ago. I was like, Oh, I've had two panic attacks this month. Remember that? Mm -hmm. It was cause I was, I, I think I'd like stepped up my game. Stepped up the drinking. Yeah. And like, I don't like those panic attacks. So yeah. And now back a little bit. we're working out more. So we're trying to become hunks. Yeah. You're looking like a hunk, Christopher. Well, I finally gave up the chunk and went for the hunk. You know, I, I spent, God, I spent months stress turn. eating with my kids at home. You know, I mean, they yeah. can eat a box of Cheez-Its and lose two pounds. And I'm sitting there just blah, like yeah. cookie monster with the Cheez-Its. And I gained all this weight that I lost in 2018 and 19 back. So about the end mid July, I just decided, well, enough with that. I'm going to get serious. And yeah. Well, you're looking like, great. Make those changes because we're all stuck in this and th this is not an easy time for anybody. And I've said before and things I've written in the pandemic, there are really 360 million different pandemics. People with little kids are not going through the same thing that people with tweenies and teenagers are going through. People are, are empty nesters. So yeah. you have to be honest about what your needs are, uh, address them, how to be the healthiest version of yourself emotionally, spiritually, psychologically. And then I would say that should transform, transport itself into how does our marriage become as healthy emotionally, psychologically, 
as it can, even in stressful times, how can we be connected? What strategies do we need to employ? And I think this recognizing fight cycles, we fight late at night, we fight every April and May, we fight every December, we fight after we've both had a couple glasses of wine. We fight when we don't get sleep. Fight cycles when I don't get enough sleep. Identifying that is a key. It's just a key to any couple having more productive communication around conflict. I feel like we've really grown today, honey. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> do you want to take a nap? I, I, we, have, we, have, we have a lot of stuff to do. I, I desperately want to. But well, I'm, let's I, talk about maybe you just got like an hour. We'll, we'll, no, we'll touch I, I, a little we, snoozy snoozy. No, we have a lot of stuff to do. I can anyway, do the stuff. I, I love you, Christopher. Yes, and I, we miss I, you. And I love, love and, you guys. And I miss your hugs. And um, we're going to find a way to see you soon. Well, whenever whenever you guys have time, insert laugh track. <laughs> we'll do we'll do a we'll do a COVID friendly backyard thing I would once love October that. comes because I've heard that Kim likes two weeks in October. So there's we'll about there's about, there's about two weeks. two weeks in October that I like. Yep. And then there's the holiday stress. So, That's right. Yeah, we'll get you in that two week window. Okay. Thank you. 